a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? That is the question our readings ask of us as we gather this evening, a full week into the liturgical season of ordinary time. After a few weeks, the few past weeks of coming to church, we might be looking for the decorations and the poinsettias that once graced our sanctuary, but they're now gone. The Christmas trees are gone, and yet a little green remains as we exchange our white vestments for green. The Christmas crib is gone, but the readings, and especially the gospel today, continue to unfold for us the grace and the mystery of Christmas. For Jesus Christ, God became man, was born in that stable of Bethlehem to be revealed to the world to be manifested, to be proclaimed, to be encountered. His birth was to set the world on fire, and that blaze is already burning. He who was revealed to the shepherds by angels was manifested to the Magi, manifested to John at his baptism in the Jordan, manifested to the wedding couple and his mother in Cana as he transformed water into wine. And today, Jesus reveals himself to the world. He reveals himself to humanity, to each of us, in a new and a distinct way. Our gospel this evening follows the evangelist's account of John the Baptist, who has just baptized Christ in the Jordan. At his baptism, Jesus was revealed to John in a new way. God the Father tore open the heavens, declaring, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. John saw the Holy Spirit coming down like a dove from the sky to rest upon Jesus, and John cannot keep this to himself. John has come to recognize the Messiah through this encounter that he has had, and he is moved to share that encounter with everyone that he meets. The infant boy who leapt in Elizabeth's womb leaps forward and upward to his disciples when he sees Jesus walk by 
And John the Baptist points out and he exclaims, Behold, behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. At these words, the two disciples of John turned and followed Jesus. They stopped what they were doing. They literally stopped and followed him. And so Jesus turned and he asked the question that we find in our readings today. What are you looking for? Or in other words, whom are you looking for? My friends, this evening Jesus asks each of us that same question. What are you looking for? Whom are you looking for? However, it shouldn't be a question that is new to us. For at our baptisms, we or our parents on our behalf were asked, what do you ask of Christ and his church? In other words, what are you looking for? And they or we responded, baptism, faith. Our baptism, our faith and belief in Jesus Christ is not some empty promise. It's not just a nice ceremony to gather for photos with a cute baby and share a cake with family afterwards. Our baptism is a call. Our baptism is an invitation. It is a mandate from the living God to enter into a life of discipleship. This liturgical season of the year might be green with ordinariness, but it is far from anything ordinary. For today, now at this moment in this year of 2021, each of us can choose. We can choose to be, to live extraordinarily. Now is the time to live our lives radically for the sake of the gospel. Now is the time to repent, to believe, to proclaim, to manifest God's love, God's presence to a world that is hemorrhaging and crying out for it. What are you looking for? Who are you looking for? If it is not Jesus Christ, the Son of God, then we are wrong. If it is not Jesus Christ, the rabbi, the teacher that we are learning from, then we are wrong. If it is not Jesus Christ, the bringer of peace and justice, whom we are trying to imitate in our laws and actions, then we are wrong. If we do not strive to honor and respect the presence of the Incarnation, the presence of Jesus Christ becoming one of us in the life of every unborn person, every prisoner, every immigrant, every legal and illegal citizen, born and unborn, then we go against the feast of Christmas that we have just celebrated. If we do not respect and honor life in every stage, regardless of whose life it is, then we risk dishonoring God's greatest gift of love to us the gift of his son, God with us, God who became one of us. The school of the Lord's discipleship, the school of the Lord's friendship, is what each of us is invited to by Christ's question this evening. I wonder if we will allow ourselves to be formed in the school of his love, the school of his friendship, or will we continue to allow ourselves to be formed in the schools of hate, of selfishness, of violence, of childlike vendettas, of an eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth? The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who we remember on Monday, said, Hate begets hate. Violence begets violence. Toughness begets a greater toughness. We must meet the forces of hate with the power of love. 
We must meet the forces of hate with the power of love. Our world, our country, even our city of Owensboro has seen a lot of hate in recent months. We've seen what hatred and discord can do, but we've also seen what one act of love, what one act of kindness can do. What are you looking for? Whom are you looking for? Are we looking for the one who loved you so much so that he crawled naked upon a tree to be crucified because he loved you more than his own life? Each of us is invited to be able to respond in love to our Lord's question. We are invited to choose Christ daily over the hatred and the discord of this world. We are invited to say yes to his call, the call to a life of service, a life lived for others. And we know that life's not always easy, but in the end, in the end it is worth it all. The U.S. philosopher Henry David Thoreau once stated quite starkly, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. The mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. In other words, he recognized that most people either never find their purpose in life or they fail to achieve it. However, I think that's a pretty bland view of the human person. We're much more interesting. I think the Jesuit Father Pedro Arupe puts it much better when he affirmed that the essence of our human vocation, our human call from God that we hear in our scriptures today, is to fall in love with God. If we can fall in love with God, then we can enter into the school of discipleship with the Lord and allow it to transform us. Father Pedro Arupe said, what you are in love with, what seizes your imagination will affect everything. It will decide what will get you out of bed in the mornings, what you do with your evenings, how you spend your weekends, what you read, what you know, what breaks your heart, and what amazes you with joy and gratitude. Fall in love, stay in love, and it will decide everything. This is what happened to John's disciples as they followed the Lord Jesus home as they entered into his school of discipleship, entered into a life lived for others with Christ. It's the same thing that happened with Samuel, the young altar boy who had grown so close to God by his service in the temple that he was able to hear him speak clearly. He heard the voice of love, the voice of God speaking through the darkness of the night calling his name, and Samuel chose to respond in generous service, generous love to that invitation as he said, Speak, Lord. Speak, for your servant is listening. Paul, likewise in our second reading, echoes those same sentiments to the Corinthians. Your body, everything you are, is for the Lord. In other words, don't settle for anything less. Glorify God in your body, for you have been purchased at a great price. My friends, the only answer we can give to the Lord's question of what or of whom we are looking for is to say yes like the apostles, like the disciples, and to follow after him. It takes courage. It's not easy. It's not easy to speak love into hatred. 
It's not easy to love someone with a different opinion, a different political view, different lifestyle, sexuality, a different whatever. Friends, in this fresh and green new season of ordinary time, Jesus Christ calls each of us to speak love into every encounter, to give witness to what the power of his love can do to every person we meet, no matter what is different about them, no matter what we think divides us. Because love, God becoming man, God becoming one of us, broke that division. Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem. He came to unite in love, to return all of us, return all of creation back to God in that selfless act of love upon the cross. Our universal vocation to fall madly in love with God starts here at this altar. It's renewed here at this altar, and it is what sends us out every time we leave this celebration. But that vocation of love is also something very personal. Most of you have responded to God's invitation to love by choosing to share that love with another person in the sacrament of matrimony, a spouse, by raising a family together and passing on the faith to the next generation. Some of you have been or will be called to share that love of God with the world through a life lived in radical surrender to the gospel as a religious sister or brother. And some of you young men or some of your sons, your grandsons, your nephews have been or will be called to lay down their lives in service to the world as a deacon, as a priest. If you've never thought about the life, about the joy, the love that comes from being a priest, of being Christ's hands and feet to the world, of daily celebrating the sacred mysteries and giving Christ in the Eucharist to his broken people as a remedy for hate, a medicine for discord, an outpouring of God's love, let this be your invitation. Invite a young man you know. I encourage everybody here to come often like Samuel before the Lord's presence within his temple here in the cathedral, here in the Blessed Sacrament. And alone in the quiet prayer of your heart, listen carefully and allow Christ to speak his invitation of service to you. Each of us is called to live in the school of the Lord's discipleship. Each of us is called to be a friend of Christ. Each of us is called to love, to love passionately. Today we are asked what and whom we are looking for. If we allow love to be the answer, if we allow God to be the answer, what wonders will he work through us?